0: I'm Marta McDonald and I'm Sophia Fabili. The Thousand Islands Playhouse may have closed its doors this season but our podcast lives on. While the artists are waiting in the wings
1: and aren't on our stages we're connecting with them at home to hear how they're exercising their creativity during the pandemic. Welcome to the Thousand Islands Playhouse podcast at home edition. Welcome back to the Thousand Islands Playhouse Podcast. This is our last podcast episode of the 2020 <laughs> season. Oh, it's so bittersweet. Um, we are so thrilled to be wrapping up our final episode for 2020 with Torian Tulixing, who is from Brampton, Ontario, and is thrilled to be entering his fourth year at studies at Sheridan College's Bachelor of Musical Theater Performance Program. Select credits include Ensemble and Cabaret... Featured soloist in Lost in the Woods, Theodore Sheridan, Teen Angel in Greece, Cinderella's Prince in Into the Woods, Emmett Forrest in Legally Blonde, George Nowak in She Loves Me, Marvin in Falsettos, those were all at Mayfield Secondary, Angera in Les Miserables*. Moody McPherson and Anna Green Gables at Etobicoke Musical Productions and Globe Productions. And a big thank you, he says, to all of his teachers here at Sheridan and his friends and family for their constant love and support. And Torian's connection to the Playhouse is that he was going to be making his Playhouse debut in The Music Man in 2020. We're so disappointed that you didn't get to come spend time here in beautiful Ganonokwe, but hopefully we will get to do that soon. Welcome to the podcast, Torian.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yay! Yay. Hi, Torian. He's squeezing us in between classes oh, yeah, today, actually. which is awesome. We'll uh, we'll start <laughs> with our first segment, um, which is drink of choice. We ask our guests to choose a drink um, that we can share together while we're chatting so we can feel like we're together even though we're apart. So, Torian, what are we drinking today?
2: We are drinking, I wish it was something super exciting. It's not. Uh, we're drinking herbal tea. Mm. Um, I, I wish I could have said we're doing like a hot toddy or something kind of <laughs> Uh, out there, but um, I just find that herbal tea—it it helps keep my voice up in shape because I, I don't have kind of time between classes to go and and you know hydrate or whatever. So it, it's a, it's a nice way to get some flavored water down and and keep my cords in shape. For sure, nice. for sure, yeah. We'll
0: What's cheer. the flavor? What, is, yeah, yeah, what do you have, have peppermint.
2: What are you drinking? Ooh. Uh, it's a Peace Tranquility from Starbucks. I'm repping the brand. I also work at Starbucks. So.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cheers to it. herbal Cheers. tea. It's very good for Woo-hoo. your voice. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Torian, you are offering us such a different perspective than anyone that we've had in the podcast this season because you are still a student. And just a side note, he was booking professional gigs before he even graduated, folks. Let's Bra-bra-bra. just keep an eye on this guy. <laughs> um, so great. So so yeah, I mean, when, when Martin and I set out to do this podcast, we wanted to talk to artists who were going to be here this season about how they're staying creative during the pandemic. And now we are still in the pandemic, and you are back to school. So what we're going to talk about today is – Experience at Sheridan, staying creative, learning online, navigating this new normal. Oh my gosh, there's so many questions. But maybe we should start. Can you like, bring us back to the spring, like when you were at Sheridan and the pandemic hit? Like, what was that like?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, I don't know about you, but that seems like so long yeah, ago literally now. Um, literally, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it was relatively quick. I, I remember we were in class one day, and our newly appointed program coordinator. Um, Adam White came in and just said, hi guys, so by the way, unfortunately we're going on to an online uh, method now for the next two weeks um, and within a matter of, I think, two or three days all of the productions that the rest of the fourth years and then slated third years um, are supposed to be in were cancelled and we went to remote online learning, like I think honestly in a matter of three days. Um, wow. So I said props to the faculty for everybody for doing such a quick turnaround. Um, obviously it wasn't ideal, but I think it's the, the best solution, you know, that, that we can have in such a, an uncertain time. Um, yeah, it, it's weird now because being, being here now, it, it's very different. It was very much, I'm going to sit in front of my computer and, and do an online lecture learning how to act as opposed to, you know, getting up in front of um, the camera on Zoom or on uh, at Sheridan, we have a, a software program called Slate, which is like an online learning environment that we can go on. Um, and we had classes on there. Uh, But instead of doing that, we were just kind of learning about it, which I think we all lost out a little bit.
1: For sure. I mean, March and I were talking this morning in preparation for this podcast about how, like, even, like... Of all the things to learn, I mean, there's so many things that you can totally learn online. And in many ways, online learning makes learning accessible because you don't physically have to be at the school, which is amazing. Totally. But for theater, when you're learning singing, dance, acting, the technical side of theater, it's like, how do you teach mm-hmm. that stuff online? So can you, so yes, there has been a steep learning curve. Can you give us an insight into like what your classes are like? Like how, what does that look like right now?
2: Yeah. Um, so we started, we're about halfway through our second week. Um, first week really flew by, but it was also one of the longest weeks I think I've ever had in my however many years of schooling. Um, started day one, it's all over Zoom now. Uh, teachers will send out links through Slate or through uh, our, our uh, school emails, and we'll join them on a virtual hub on Slate. We'll do a, a class, we'll have our microphones muted, um, and then we'll sign off and, and do a next one. For for classes, um, as, as a fourth year, I think it's, it's not optimal, but it's more adjustable um, because more of my classes are performance-based. So I'm doing like a vocal audition masterclass or a dance audition masterclass or an acting one. Um, So it's almost one-on-one, kind of like we're having a conversation. So I can get up, kind of clear the space in my room or in the living room and have that option. Um, But for something like dance, it is a little more tricky. Yeah. Uh, I I live with two wonderful roommates. and they, uh, one of them's in fourth year and one of them is going, uh, she's in second year now. We had a beautiful little living room set up. We had this wonderful rug and she was feeling very homey. And we had to completely 180 uh, our living room, push everything up against one wall um, because uh, we wanted to make sure we had enough space to dance. Because I think the last thing we all need is like a foot going through the wall. You know what I mean? Because yeah, totally. um, that, that's a bill nobody wants to pay. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I know for, for ballet, for example, it, it differs. And um, ballet, we're lucky we have a bar in our living room, like a railing that sometimes we hang laundry and stuff on. So I can just put my computer on a bookshelf, prop my leg up there, and I'm a prima ballerina. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but something like tap has proven to be the most difficult. Yeah. Because I don't know if, if you or, or anybody else that's listening has experienced it, but technology is never perfect. So something like Zoom definitely has like some feedback and some lag. So poor teachers have had to go out and buy uh, TVs to bring into the class and and have different views and have to record YouTube segments for us to learn tap. Um, I know we tried last week and and my poor prof was like, guys, I have to end class early. I I can't do this. Um,
0: It's hard. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's really difficult. So my my heart definitely goes out to them.
0: And like, sorry, go ahead, Marta. No, I was just going to say, so you're in Oakville.
2: I sure am in Oakville. Beautiful, beautiful. You are Oakville. in
0: Oakville <laughs> and not going to the school.
2: And it's so ironic because, I mean, I I just moved apartments, but the one I was in four or five months ago, like I would wake up every morning and I'd have a view of Sheridan. Like I'm a two minute walk away. Uh, yeah, from in
0: those apartments above Rabba.
2: You know it. Yeah, I know it.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Let's just say there's an
0: apartment building
1: where a lot of Sheridan students yeah, live. They're right across, they're right right the, across school. the street. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah, I can't even – because you know the other thing going back to teaching is that those teachers, like what time do they have to like prepare? I mean maybe over the summer they're starting to think, well, how am I going to do this? But the learning curve for the teachers as well, you know – theater folks are not, you know, we're, we work in a very tangible form. We're not masters of live streaming and zooming and all these things. We really have to kind of step up to the plate. So how do you take tap class? Like, are you, is that on hold for now? What's the, what's the status? Uh,
2: Yeah. So, so for tap, we'll go in. um, uh, We're so lucky. We have a lot of connections through students in our program. So I was able to purchase like a hinky dink little tap board that I can just throw down into my apartment throw my laptop off on a like a bookshelf or, or something high because I'd rather them see my feet. Um, right. and then I'll just mute it. The teacher will try and demo something. We'll try and follow it along. Um, but I know that one of our wonderful profs Stephen Gregg has gone to a YouTube format where he records all of his stuff and then he will sit and kind of go into something called a breakout room where on Zoom you can assign Um, different contacts to go to different virtual rooms and have like personal one-on-ones, which is kind of like a a cute little way to have a coaching and and sort of have some sorts of familiarity. um, And he'll kind of follow along with, with kids. But um, tap is a struggle. Like, and as somebody who grew up, you know, I'm not a dancer to begin with. Like I, I grew up singing and and acting and then dance, you know, uh, as you do musical theater, you have to learn. She's painful, but we learn. Um, And uh it's been a struggle for sure. Luckily, I have some rhythm to me so I can can keep along, but yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it sounds like you're, like, making lemonade here. Like, I'm, like, listening to you being like, oh. (laughs) I have no, like, I have no, like, drive, though. I feel like what I was thinking Uh, about, like, if I'm trying to think of a silver lining for this is that, like, for people who are just starting their their career in this business like it is so much like self-motivation and like Mm -hmm. self like like discipline and so you are already sort of thrust into that idea that you have to kind of like you have to work for yourself or it's not going to get done like there's no there's no accountability you're just there on your own and if you don't do it you're not doing it and you're not improving yourself and one, I mean, yeah. one
1: slight optimistic note, I'm, cause I, I'm like with you, Marta. I'm like, geez, this sounds extra hard. Yeah. <laughs> Your school is already really, really hard. It's so intense. You know, it's not, um, it's not just sitting in a, in a lecture hall, making notes and writing essays. It's like, you're in a tap class to a singing class, to a coaching, to this, to this, to rehearsal, to, to a show. Like it's mm-hmm. very, very busy. So I can only imagine. And then the stress of the pandemic on top of that and online, um, what was I going to say? It was really good. Silver lining. Um, it's Silver
2: lining. I'm going to jump in real jump yeah. in real quick. Um, sorry. I, I just think it's, it's really humbling. That's one thing. Uh, I've been having a lot of talks with kids in my year because you have, uh, I know for me as a, a theater kind of uh, obsessive, uh, you know, person, I, I love everything musical theater and performing arts. Um, seeing everybody I admire and seeing everybody that I, I look up to have to do the self tapes, have to do everything. Yes. It almost makes, I think for everybody, you know, hopping into the industry, it makes it feel in, in some sort of way very attainable because uh, everybody that you you think of as an icon like a, a Cynthia Revo, a Jeremy Jordan, uh, a Laura Bonanti, everybody they've been posting on Instagram and and YouTube of all these these outtakes of their um of their self-tapes so I was like ah, oh, I can do that too
0: mm-hmm. so that's
2: that's one bonus I think for humanizing
1: sure. Totally. Equalizing. The thing I was going to say that I've now remembered is that um, so much of the audition process is going on to Zoom, like either live yes. or pre-recorded self-tape. And if anyone's listening and saying, what the heck is a self-tape? It is a tape that you make of yourself auditioning for the part, whether that's a monologue or a song or a scene that they give you in advance. You record it, edit it and send it in. That is not how we did auditions even a couple years ago. But now with the pandemic, so many auditions are all happening online. So, yes, yeah. it is. You know, now, this is a skill, like navigating Zoom, navigating an online format, navigating editing your own videos is really now becoming such a part of the biz. And you're just getting a boot camp version of that right now, I
2: feel. <laughs> oh, well, absolutely. And, I mean, I'm yeah. thinking of about it. Like, I know I have some friends in the city who who are telling me, you know before the pandemic you'd have to, uh, every actor knows that you have to classes are never cheap so it's like i count my lucky stars that we're getting kind of like you said a mini zoom uh, and self-tape boot camp on top of the wonderful education i'm getting here at Sheridan already
1: totally I also keep thinking when we talk so much about Zoom, because Marta and I are spending a lot of time on Zoom meetings and all that stuff, too, that, like, how amazing it's going to feel when we can actually safely be in a rehearsal hall and make a show right. and be close to each other and hug each other and go for drinks after. I'm like, this is going to be the most fun ever. Like, if we can get back to that one day safely, it's going to be so satisfying after all this.
2: Yeah. There's there's potential to talk. Um, And I I knock on wood as as I say this because, you know, it's all up to health and safety regulations for the Halton region at this point. Mm -hmm. But there's talk about um, us potentially being in person somehow socially distanced come November when our first block of shows as as fourth year students come on. Um, And and, and we're not doing typical shows as you normally would. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say uh, because it'll be to the public soon, I think. But we're essentially working on something called the first draft which is where they're having previous Canadian musical theatre project writers come in um, and, and write specifically for a year about the reflective socio-political climate right now, what's happening in the arts, and how we can start to break down stereotypes and kind of misogynistic ways of musical theatre um, and how representation can shine through. So I think that's going to be a really beautiful kind of optimistic thing to see. Like, if we have to do it over Zoom, it'll be... What it is because I think all of us are slowly starting to you know realize that that can be a reality, but there's hope there's hope that mm-hmm. we'll be in person somehow
0: for sure yeah i I feel like the, there's there's room in something like like we were saying, like opposed to the full class of people sitting in a lecture hall like that is easy to keep over Zoom, but I feel like you could easily get back to like a one on one vocal coaching like where you're like you're just like 10 feet from the piano <laughs> you I know mean, what I, I mean
2: I, at this point I'm like I will go buy the plexiglass I'll do it I'll um, buy yeah. you the plexiglass <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop, stop. oh my god uh, <laughs> it, it, would. it really makes you yeah it makes you really value um I think just people's time in general like how much extra work has to go in on every single facet to make something like an online education happen like I know it's completely blown my mind um at, at what everybody's doing to kind of cope with the situation yeah tell yeah. us a bit
1: about mu- the musical theater uh musical theater shared a musical theater project and how that works because i'm really fascinated by this new like the new this first draft these new works that you're going to be working on but for the folks listening in who may not know about the musical theater project can you give us a little season on what that is
2: for sure. Um if Michael Rubinoff is listening, Michael, I'm so sorry. I hope I don't butcher this for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm my lucky stars. Um, um, so the Canadian Musical Theatre Project is one of six research centers here at Sheridan. Um, and so what the Canadian Musical Theatre Project is, is it's Uh, the largest incubating process for brand new Canadian musical theatre works. So as a fourth year student at Sheridan, uh, my quote unquote capstone project is that I get to engage and take part in creating a brand new character in a brand new Canadian musical. I'm the first person to help develop this role. Um, And so right now I'm working on a wonderful, wonderful uh, show that's written by Nick Green, directed by um, mitchell uh, it 's got Susie wild music directing uh, Annika uh, and Barbara Johnston are doing uh, the music so it's it 's a wonderful collaborative process and i'm so grateful for it um, and so once once that 's done we ramp up kind of i think mid October we go into reading week and then we come back with this new and exciting adventure that Sheridan has planned for us uh this this first draft we we just had our first meeting about it yesterday and um I know Mary Frances Moore is directing, which I am one of her biggest fans. I love her and her work and her authenticity. I know Kevin Wong is on the team uh, who he just did the show in real life at Sheridan. He wrote it. It is a masterpiece. If anybody doesn't know who Kevin Wong is, Please, please go look him up. He's wonderful, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's one of our profs here at Sheridan as well under our writing stream. So we're very cool. fortunate.
0: Yeah, and for those listening who uh, who need a little bit of context for the breadth of Canadian Musical Theater Project, come from away. Maybe you've heard of it in the Canadian Musical Theater Project.
2: I can't believe I didn't mention that. <laughs> That's okay. You, you did like My friends.
0: <laughs> I remember because my friends were at Sheridan at the time, and they were in the there we go the project for Come from Away, which is like it's just it's incredible that that amazing that that has developed out of something like this so
1: but it's so cool uh, first of all you spoke about it extremely well i think michael will be very happy with you you pitched it very well but yes come from way (laughs) became this humongous hit and i think you know it's exciting for canadian producers and amazing for sheridan to say okay we're going to help develop some new canadian musicals because let's look at come from way let's look at hamilton like you know that's not Canadian, but it could be. What is the Canadian Hamilton, right? We can't, we're not going to get there unless we put some money towards developing it and such an amazing opportunity for Sheridan students to get to work on new mm-hmm. musicals like that. Yeah, I'm so excited exciting. for you for yeah. the thing, like for the first draft, like what that's going to be. I'm it's like, so I might fun. have so many questions, but I know it doesn't exist yet.
2: Yeah, it's, it's really exciting because I, I, we're going into it blind, um, which, which is super awesome because I think that where some of the best art happens when everybody just has a central idea that you want to make something great, you want to make something meaningful, um, but you don't exactly know what it is. And that's where your creative juices really get flowing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to so, ah, dig my hands in.
1: Totally. <laughs> so g- <laughs> circling back to creativity in general, do you still feel like creatively juiced up by your online training? Do you find that you, that it, do you are you getting some voom zo- boom? Boom. I'm getting boom <laughs> fatigue, zoom fatigue. Like, how do you do you how do you feel like it's also the pandemic yeah, do is exhausted? Like- <laughs> <yeah. Aww. laughs>
2: well, it's so funny because where I'm sitting right now, nobody who's listening will be able to see this, obviously. But um, I have a window right in front of me and I'm like, oh, beautiful sunlight. I see you. I want you Um for for the four, four or five months of summer, I was creatively zonked. Like, I think um, the pa- the pandemic really took a-, a whirl out of me and, and, and how, you know, it, it kind of questioned how I need to be an artist and what I want to say with my art. Um, and it's weird. Coming back to Sheridan, I almost had to be forced to be creative which is it's, it's weird because you think it'd be really difficult, but I don't think my body realized how much I missed it because I'm getting this sense of fulfillment that I really wasn't getting in the past four or five months. Um,
0: Makes you just kind of uh, grateful for anything, even if it's just online.
2: Well, well, totally. And and sorry, going back to my other point, because I, I blanked for a moment. Um, Zoom is exhausting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it's, it's, it's weird because we've had chats about it. Um. Adam White, our, our program coordinator, said the very first day of orientation for all of us. He said, nobody knows what's happening. This is a brand new medium for all of us. Altogether, we need to lower our expectations, Right. which I think was I think the best thing you could have said, because, you know, we've had to completely review our attendance policy um, and whatnot, because who knows if one morning I'm going to wake up and my Wi-Fi down and I, I miss a whole day of class, yes. um, which is really unfortunate. So uh, the profs have been really, really great about recording classes and posting them online just in case there is a day of, of makeup. So we never feel like we're missing out on an opportunity. Um, y- yeah, it's it's almost like you're talking to a void. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as, as, as artists, we're so used to being, you know, live and in person and being in an audience of two, three, four hundred people mm-hmm. that suddenly you're performing for a blank screen for people who are in different places than you are and you're getting no audience reaction, no emotional feedback yeah. and you have nothing to play off of. So I find myself right now questioning sometimes my, my work and my impulses is, is is what I'm doing good. Am I making big enough choices? But at the end of the day, you have to realize that any art you do now, you have to slightly tailor to be more film-based a little bit. Um, for those of uh, who are listening who don't know, when you um, act for the stage, you tend to be a little bit bigger. You tend to play towards the back of the house, make gestures that are a little bit bigger that maybe wouldn't seem as, as real in person. And when you do it on film, because you have a camera that is so close to you, you can have little nuances like, oh, I'm going to make a movement with my eye or I'm going to put my hand just like this. Um, so you have to kind of blend the two mediums for this Zoom-esque theater world we're living in now.
1: Totally. But, I mean, it's teaching, I mean, if I may, it's giving you a great toolbox of skills because you can kind of dial up your, you know, you're like, okay, if I'm playing for a house of a thousand, I'm going to dial up my performance to here, but if I'm auditioning for a TV show, I'm going to go, whoa, way down to here. Like, it's amazing that you're developing that range.
2: Totally. And I think this whole Zoom theater world it, it, theater itself is definitely going through some sort of renaissance again. Like it's being reborn into something that we're not sure of, and, and I mm-hmm. think everybody wants an answer as to what theater will be. But I, I don't think we'll really know until we're 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 out of it. Um, and who who knows how long that'll be? But I'm excited totally. to see where we go.
1: <laughs> I know. I hope it's better on the other side. That's my that's my dream. And I feel like right? people like you are going to be booking those shows i just have to say if i can
2: f- That's look into so the very future sweet. yeah <laughs> i do i do hope to come back to the playhouse at some point i i, I must totally. admit t- taking a look i i remember i got i got the email saying that i had booked the gig first thing i did is i had already you know plowed through facebook photos and everything and i was like i'm just so excited to be by the water <laughs> i am like i'm a city boy at heart but i love me a good you know up north by the water, maybe I'm gonna have a little drink in my hand. Maybe I'm I'm in my bathing suit. Who knows? Probably yeah, yeah. in rehearsal. But like Canada's
1: Dockside Theater. Canada's Dockside Theater. That's our our you logo. We're sticking <laughs> to it. <laughs> it is pretty awesome to finish show finish
2: a
0: show and then jump into the lake or the river, rather. It's
2: uh, very I can nice really imagine? Oh.
0: Yeah, so um, I think we'll just jump into our last segment. We're already there, um, which is this oh, so and this or that pandemic edition. So we're gonna ask oh, you a god, series okay. of questions <laughs> that will break down how you spent your quarantine and what kind of habits you've developed during the pandemic. Oh
2: god, okay. it's painless. Improv, go. It's, so okay, it's painless. Like, you
0: can't see him audience, <laughs> but he's freaking out. Um, okay, ready? Early riser I'm or night ready. owl? Uh, night owl. Night owl probably not so great for school
2: <laughs> no not at all but i think 4 a.m was bedtime sometimes oh my
0: uh, gosh. wow um sweats <laughs> or dressed
2: Well, what was the first one sweats or dressed oh sweats Sweats. big time
0: <laughs> bake all day or take away
2: oh take away
0: <laughs>
2: um, but, diy but or as, online buy uh, uh I feel like online buy, but only because we weren't able to go outside.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, right? Homemade mask or bought one?
2: Uh, I'm um, homemade, but uh, my sister's boyfriend's and mom made us a whole bunch. So I oh, have a little nice. co for mask. So, uh, yeah, she knows I'm a barista, so I have one with little little uh, cups of coffee on it. Oh, cute. So cute.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Love the custom made masks. Uh, <laughs> Tiger King or The Last Dance?
2: Sorry, what was the first one?
1: Tiger King. Or the last dance.
2: Oh, Tiger King! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tiger King, so fun. Working out or on the couch? I guess you're working out um, every day.
2: Working out now, but like if you see if you saw me four months ago, couch was my like her and I. We were best friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: what's been your quarantine jam? Favorite quarantine jam, music wise.
2: Ah, uh, quarantine jam. When I'm at home, um, I, I find that because of musical theater you have to be so animated. Uh iTunes um has a really great just acoustic chill playlist you can go and listen to and I find that's a really great way for me to unwind. Um because it's just you know, like kind of indie folk inspired nice. music that is very low. So it's great.
1: Nice. I'm going to look that up. And this is our yeah, final one. What is would be your ultimate quarantine location? I mean, hopefully we don't have to go back into quarantine, but if we did, anywhere in the world, where would you like to be?
2: Quarantine? Okay. So I know I said I was a city boy at heart, but if I could, you know, safely hop on a plane somewhere by the beach, like if I could have my own little mini bar by the side, yes. you know, maybe access to the internet, that would be the dream. Somewhere yes. warm um but somewhere where i could like maybe control the temperature so i don't get too warm
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay i have one more question for oh, my own yes for my own to... personal interest yes so you work okay. at starbucks as a barista i sure uh, do what should i get what is your
2: order okay so it depends coffee iced. or no coffee
0: coffee iced well it, it doesn't have to be and- coffee as long as it has ice in it i'm fine
2: coffee and ice and it depends do you want something creamy or do you want something uh, that's like <laughs> what are that's, you that's getting like, what would you get <laughs> <laughs> um, so what i normally get is when i drink coffee i like to just throw it back so i'll normally get um an iced blonde americano sometimes i'll get a little bit of sweet cream if i'm feeling frisky that day mm. but it, i tend to just put a little bit of like milk or something in there mm-hmm. um but double shots yep. starbucks double shots mm-hmm. if you want like bang for your buck those will get you wired. Yeah. Been there.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're
1: crazy. They're
2: you might good. need one or two okay. when you're
1: on like hour eight of your Zoom call at yeah. school. You might need a little shot of espresso. Oh, like I
2: yeah i will i sometimes i find myself drinking coffee and i'm as i go to click the end button i'm a little jittery <laughs> by the end of it but it's worth it
1: it is Amazing. Torian. thank you so much you've been such a delightful guest best of luck thank and break legs with all your training we can't wait to see all the places that you'll go including Gananoque after you graduate um i also want to say thank you to mark hunt who is
0: tip's head carpenter who composed the music for this this podcast thank you mark this podcast is produced by My Fm Ganonokwe. Thank you to Terry Lynn for all her help. We're recording today on the traditional land of the Huron-Wendat and Haudenosaunee peoples. Follow us at com. Bye, Torian. Thank you, Torian. Bye. Thanks Bye. so much.